This is the happy hour. You guys going to happy hour? Live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Cleary. C is for chunk. A 93.7 a ticket and the ticketfm.com. Good afternoon. Happy Monday. This is the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez Clary are with you today. Hello, Rico. Hello. How's it going, man? It's going great, dude. You missed the barbershop quartet today. I saw Jake's um, post or tweet. Dude, it was awesome. I wasn't able to listen to it, but I did see that I missed um, the the quartet. I mean, did you sing with them? Because I knew no. that was a topic of discussion. No, no I did not. We're gonna have our. We're gonna have a quartet off. It's gonna be me, Jake, Yikes. Mark, and DP versus an actual barbershop quartet. It's probably best that you did not. I think we would have won. They would have blown you out of the water. <laughs> I would have been the uh, is baritone. There, is there a certain reason for the the Knicks jersey today? Uh, RJ Barrett's been putting in work. He has. The Knicks have been trash, but RJ Barrett's been putting in work. So you know, I had to. I had to rep RJ Barrett. He hit the uh, right. game tying three to send it into overtime. He mm-hmm. dunked on Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook. How bad is Russell Westbrook? He is not great. Bad. Although everybody on the Lakers is like, hey, you know, we're telling him keep your confidence up. You're a Hall of Famer. You know, do what you got to do, blah, blah, blah. I don't know how he got so bad at shooting because he wasn't the greatest shooter before. Like, it's not even close, but, though. But he would hit, like, you couldn't leave him open for a three. Yeah. Like, he would hit a couple. And now. If Russ Westbrook's at the three-point line, everybody's like, go ahead. Go ahead. I, we'll let you make one. Good luck. It's going to be your only one today. Like, it's so weird how he got so, like, mm-hmm. he fell so fast. But he can he can still get to the rim. He can still dish out assists, grab her. He's still uber athletic. But just the shot is gone. Yeah, it's it's not good. Um, As always, 402-464-5685, the Honda of Lincoln Hotline, the Sarah Heyman text line. Both those open for you guys the entire show, as well as the Starter Heyman Jewelers video stream. Feel free to hop in there. Um, as always, a lot to get to today. I want to talk Husker hoops a little bit with you, Rico, because Saturday was rough. Sat- Saturday was rough. I um, When I turned it on, good. Nebraska was down by a lot, and I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this. Yeah, and, and it feels like the questions re- regarding future for Nebraska basketball are starting to come up here. I think they have six or eight games left. They only have a few games left. And obviously, I remember having the conversation at the beginning of the season, and it's it's wild to think about how much it shifted. Um, because at the beginning of the season, we were looking uh, at kind of the, the, the outlook for Nebraska basketball. And I remember it was one of the days you were gone, and so I was doing this show by myself, but I, I kind of asked the listeners, what's the expectation, right? Is an expectation a, a day of, or a, I almost said a day of rest, a buy <laughs> in the first round of the Big Ten tournament? That'd be a day of rest. <laughs> like that would be, that would be blowing it out of the water for for Nebraska, right? That would be awesome. Everybody would be happy. That would be progress. You want to have that progress talk again? That would have been um, progress for uh, Nebraska basketball is having the first day of the Big Ten tournament off. But here we are. 
you're six and seventeen and zero and twelve in the conference, and you've lost twelve in a row. Not even close to not, it. like not not even close. It like not even. I I I haven't thought about this in depth, so I don't know how how much we can talk about it. But comparing it to last year, so I I like I don't know how much how many steps forward they have taken since last year, if they've taken any. Yeah, and, and that was in a COVID season when. That, like, think about that. That was in a COVID season without your five-star recruit who's playing extremely well right now. Mm-hmm. And also this year is with a Derek Walker who's, once again, improved individually. Well, And he's able to play the entire season in, yes. as opposed to only half of it. Yes. And, and Nebraska's not having to play all these games back-to-back-to-back-to-back. To back to back to back. Mm-hmm. You've got time in between them. Like, it's wild to think about... Because I seriously don't know the question. I, I can do a deep dive later this evening, and we can talk about it tomorrow. Maybe that's a good thing to to talk with Jacob Padilla about tomorrow afternoon. But I, I don't know. I, I can't sit here and, and say with, with 100% certainty that they've made taken steps forward. Which, which, I, puts, which puts Trev Alberts in a whole lot of mess. I can say with 100% certainty that they haven't taken any steps forward, but I cannot tell you if they've taken any steps back. I just th- kind of they haven't they haven't gone they haven't gotten better. No, no. There's zero there's a 0% chance that this team has gotten better than they did last year. You can say certain players are playing better, Bingo. but overall as a team, they have not improved That's a good point. over last year's squad. Um, okay, a little bit of sidebar here before we continue this. Augie asks, so did I get a Super Bowl square? If so, what do I need to do? Nothing. We got we got all your information. We got your phone number from the text line, Augie. You are good. You're in the Super Bowl square. Um, okay, so going back to this, I, I want to bring up, and this is not to dog the program. Well, I, I want to make I all this clear say first. something real yeah, quick? Go ahead. So if they were to get a f- one-round bye in a Big Ten tournament, mm-hmm. I'm just going with the worst team that would have got that is you know, more than likely going to get a first-round bye, Michigan. Eleven and nine, five and five in the conference, and and yeah, don't forget that like the Big Ten conference is extremely difficult. Currently, the third the third team in the Big Ten conference is the number three team in the country. Yeah, Purdue. Yep. Yeah, Illinois is number one. Yep. Thirteenth team, Wisconsin second, fourteen. Uh, Michigan State seventeen, right after Purdue. Ohio State sixteen, right after Michigan State. So yeah. maybe maybe it was a bit off and wrong of us wrong of me because it was it was when i was doing a solo show to say oh yeah first round of the big 10 tournament let's get a bye but also we're on that that thought of okay you have your best recruiting class coming in Mm -hmm. specifically or i should say especially underneath this staff there there's no way you should you you have to take steps forward well right now if you were to say you know i I don't think you're out of line thinking that a first round buy would be would would have been would have been great or would have been good because right now a first round buy you're 500 in the conference yeah like you should at least be 500 in the conference with the amount of talent that that asking for with the amount of talent that you've amassed and the fact that you're in your third year and i know you you've had to re retool your roster two of those years yeah uh and you know you lost your your NBA point guard uh, after last season, but to be 500 in the conference, I don't think is that hard of an ask, considering they've been right there in a couple of the games this season. They've been a free throw, one missed shot, one missed defensive possession away from... (laughs) Just take the knife out and just keep stabbing me every single time you give an example. From, you know, having a closer loss or getting a win. Like, they've been right there 
for multiple games. Granted, they've also had three 30-point losses. Two not great teams. But one, one of them being on Saturday. Well, one of them is the number one team in the country. In Auburn, that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> uh, but, but still, you've had, recent, you've had yeah. multiple terrible losses, but you've had multiple really close games. So I don't know what this team is actually. Because yeah. there are nights where they where they play extremely well and they have stretches of oh my gosh this team is so good like this I wonder what what's going to about. happen and then five minutes after that stretch mm-hmm. they fall down a deep dark hole of Nebraska ball depression and can't find their way out of it and can't make a bucket can't get a stop and all of a sudden what was a two point lead is now a fifteen point deficit so the fact that this team is five different teams all jammed into one is really it is the main issue because like i said with the amount of talent you have the 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 coaching you have you have solid coaches on this roster on the staff and you can't seem to put multiple consistently good games together you'll have two or three and then you'll have an absolute poop burger of a game Meme guy says this on the text line. This is a really interesting point. If is this team different if they still have Banton and don't have Verge? Here's the, here's what I'll say with this, and then Rico, I'll, I want to get your thoughts as well. Obviously, I'm I think Banton really shows just the the last two seasons. I think it really shows and and exhibits the the fact maybe magnifies magnifies the idea that you cannot just plug and play. Mm. Y- you can't. Like, Banton did really, really good things for Nebraska that was not scoring the basketball. Mm-hmm. And, and people dogged him for not being able to score the basketball. So I feel like that really has magnified the the fact that you cannot just plug and play athletes into positions. I think that. Now, with that being said, there have been a lot of times this season where Verge is the reason that Nebraska is competitive. Early on in the season... There were, there were many situations where he was the reason they were not. Mm-hmm. And then a, f- a switch kind of flipped. Like, think about the roller coaster Nebraska fans have been on. So we have a text here that says, and you just you kind of played right into it, what are the differences between the Frost situation and the Hoiberg situation? Ooh. Alonzo Verge, Adrian Martinez. Yeah. Uh, like you said, Delano Banton, you can't plug and play. You know, he did some really good things for Nebraska. You see him in the NBA. He got drafted and mm-hmm. is is playing some significant minutes for is the Toronto M- Raptors, who yeah. are a pretty solid team right now. Um, Brendan Hymas, like a multiple Ooh, offensive linemen or multiple players on Nebraska's football team who maybe underperformed at Nebraska but got drafted, made it to the NFL, and are on a team, you know, actually doing something on an NFL team where when they were here at Nebraska, if, if you were to ask uh, some people, would this person make it to the NFL and collect some paychecks and actually be on a team, people would have said no. Yeah. So the parallels between these two programs is you have all of this talent. You have the, these players who, you know, scouts and, and professionals believe can be good players. But for some odd reason, you put them all together at the University of Nebraska and nothing seems to gel correctly. It just doesn't work. And no matter how much skill, how much polish, how much athleticism these 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 young men have, when it gets down to it and they're wearing a Nebraska uniform, it seems as if it's not going to plan it's not it's not up to par and and mm-hmm. it just kind of everything falls flat but when they move on it seems as if 
they have some type of renaissance in their athletic ability, and all of a sudden they know how to play yeah. the game of football or the game of basketball. Is part of that? I mean, you have to. I'm not going to sit here and act like I know every every facet of coaching. I'm not going to sit here and do that. And and I don't want to turn this into dogging. Once again, I do not want to make this about dogging on the program. I, I'm simply going to talk about the the statistics and and the facts that we can pull away from Nebraska's six and seventeen season right now. Um, part of that I, I feel like goes back to coaching, and, and here's almost every weekend we see it. And I know college basketball is different than college football in terms of of turning a program around. You're dealing with a lot fewer guys with a basketball program. You're dealing with a lot more in football, right? 85-plus with football, and you're dealing with you know, 14, 15 players on basketball. What, what I would say, I mean, I turn on the TV and I see Iowa State competing on the road at Kansas under T.J. Otzelberger's first year, and I turn on the TV and Bobby Hurley is taking a Arizona State team who lost their top three scorers from last season, one of those being Alonzo Verge, they they beat UC. They're able to overcome a hump in triple overtime against number three UCLA at home, even when they are six and whatever they were six and whatever going into that game mm-hmm. six and eleven six and twelve I think that seems like a few games I, I might be wrong on that Maybe either way they had six wins I know that for sure <clears throat> and I, I sit there and I'm like I just think to myself wh- where where does the disconnect and why is there a disconnect with Nebraska because it seems like. I look around and all these programs are able to overcome massive turnover and massive attrition like Arizona State. And once again, Arizona State's no no top 25 program. I'm not saying that. I know Bobby Hurley has been there for, for quite a few years, longer than Fred Hoiberg's been at Nebraska. And But I just look at how they're able to get their teams to rally together in triple overtime. Think about what happened in Nebraska when – NC State and Nebraska went to overtime that one day. Mm-hmm. Everybody got the feeling, even though they competed and they they very well should have had an opportunity to win at the end of regulation with the the possible foul, no call, however you want to draw it up. Here's the deal: is like everybody, every fan that watches Nebraska men's athletics felt, well, here we go again. Nebraska's going to overtime. The likelihood that they're actually able to put together a couple overtime periods is slim we haven't seen them do it before it's that thought same thing happens with nebraska football and when you're going into the fourth quarter of a game all right nebraska you're up 13 it's time to put it together it's time to stomp on the throat and then they don't let up they just don't and so i i don't i i seriously am just so puzzled and confused and frustrated that that is the situation that we find ourselves in every single year. JDP, we're talking about it earlier, how Nebraska men's basketball will will do one thing that works that'll get them to, out of a you know 15-point deficit. It'll get them to down five, down two, tie game, a small lead, whatever. Or they'll be up however many points, and they'll be doing something that keeps them up, and, and you know they keep scoring and everything. And as soon as, you know, one thing happens or or they just decide to go away from it, mm-hmm. everything falls apart, and for some odd reason, they can't get back to what they were doing that was successful. And they said that, and it just, it just hit because that's exactly what happens. They'll do everything right for a stretch of time where they just erase a deficit, and you're like, wow, this team looks great. Or they'll they'll get a big lead, and you're like, oh, my gosh, this is the Fred Hoiberg team. How many yeah. times do we say that in football? This is the Scott Frost team that we were expecting. This is the team that we, we 
have been waiting for all season or all game. And then one small, you know, a turnover and a, and a fast break dunk or or a missed three uh, from the other team, offensive rebound, put back, layup, you yeah. know, whatever. Just something small, little bit of momentum shifts the other way. They crumble. They collapse. And whatever they were doing to get to that point just gets tossed out the window. And it almost, I don't want to say every time, it almost always goes to ISO for somebody. Yeah. It doesn't matter who it is, but it's ISO for somebody. Little movement And nobody's moving off the ball, and you're standing and watching. And when the shot goes up, everybody immediately runs back to play defense. Nobody wants to crash the boards. And it's... Like you said, it's just frustrating to watch when that happens. And you were mentioning teams that, you know, were pushing other teams. Uh, Georgia has one win in the SEC. They have six wins this season. Mm-hmm. And they barely lost to the number one team in the nation, Auburn. They lost by yeah. two points. And they have one win in conference and six wins on the season. It, and it seems, as if Nebraska, it seems as if Nebraska can get to within two points on a team like that with about five minutes left and you're like hey you know maybe something will happen and then they'll end up losing the game by 22 it's so it's just interesting to see how kind of unraveling the unraveling process of this program this season just this season it's just wild to think about how we were sitting and and i'm guilty of this as as much as the next guy same sitting here saying this is a team that we expect and like this, the expectation is not high. The expectation is not high. I mean, at, I, for for Nebraska basketball, maybe but I did put it, it too high. I said NCAA tournament. I, I, I just say win I, a game. I said bubble. I said a bubble team, but still, like that's that's being a a top seventy team in the country. Mm-hmm. People had NIT. Yeah, like I that, mean, that, first round bye in the Big Ten tournament. Like yes, that's being the whatever the eighth team in the Big Ten ter- top eight. Some people just said winning record. That. Think about this: being top eight in the Big Ten tournament means that you be you're better than Rutgers, who just got a big win over Michigan State, mm-hmm. demolished them. But still, Rutgers, who we would like to think Nebraska fans would like to think as a bottom feeder, but they are not. Not in basketball, at least. Not in basketball. Rutgers, that is also Minnesota under first year head coach Ben Ben Johnson. You also have um, Penn State. And, Iowa. And throw in one other team that is mediocre. Northwestern. Two teams that You're normally than aren't. Four teams. Two teams that normally aren't mediocre or very mediocre this season in Maryland and Minnesota. Yeah. But yeah, if you were if you were to say this season, before the season, if you were to tell me Nebraska is better than Penn State, uh uh um Northwestern and Rutgers, I'd have been like the Rutgers one, I'd be like, eh, I don't know, maybe, but the other two, I'm like, yeah, yeah, Nebraska's better than them. I'm like I'm just sitting here and like the expectations once again we always talk about expectations with all the sports and like Nebraska fans don't need I was talking to one of my buddies about this earlier today like Nebraska fans don't need much in when it comes to basketball to be happy if if you really think about it Nebraska basketball fans right now after the last couple of years don't need much to be happy you give them two conference wins and they'll be pretty solid. I, no, I don't know about that. Like I'm saying, be top well, I'm eight. Ta- if you're talking right now, I'm saying oh, right two now, conference yes. wins, they'll be solid. But I'm saying going into the season, after your best recruiting class uh, in program history, mm-hmm. which once again individually has panned out decently well. The players Keon, are doing. Keon well. Edwards is, is is probably going to you know take some time off on the bench, rightfully so, and 
and Q uh, McPherson is going to redshirt. Like, we understand that. But in terms of Bryce, that's, that's kind of the main one. He's working out well. Freshman of the week again, Bryce McGowan's. And so when you talk about, like, Nebraska basketball and expectations, Nebraska fans don't need much. Be top eight in the Big Ten. Middle of the, literally middle of give, the pack. Like, give yourself a chance when we talk about this and, and, and even the remote conversation of, of competing in the Big Ten conference tournament. Give yourself a chance. And all you have to do to give yourself a minuscule chance is be top eight in the Big Ten. Top eight. You can be number eight. And so, is it top eight or top ten? It's top eight. It's top because four top four get two buys, next four get one buy, and then the next four, or no, then the next six play play each other. Okay, thank you. I wanted to make sure I got that right. Six still okay. That that makes it worse if it's top ten. That makes it worse. Six, yeah, that makes it worse if it's top ten. You got to be top ten, or excuse me, top eight. Top eight. Excuse me. Sorry. It's fine. We'll get through it. We'll be fine. We will. Either way. You're just better than six teams. And in the bottom of the conference, when you're talking about the Big Ten Conference, four wins, maybe five, maybe six on a really, really good year for the whole conference, top (laughs) to bottom. Like I said, right now, five wins in the conference has you at eight. And so it's it's just wild to think about Nebraska fans, in terms of basketball, don't need much to be happy. And it's okay that that's the case. Because there's there's not much history in terms of recent years, it's not it's not recent history that that's Nebraska's friend, and that's okay. But I think Nebraska basketball fans would be pretty happy if their team was a bubble team, and if they're a top two seed in the NIT if they don't make the uh, big dance. Like I, I seriously, and, and when you when you put it that way, it's kind of, it's quite depressing. It's it's really depressing. Yeah. It's a lot of teams that make the instant league tournament. 64. 68 if you count the first four. That's a lot of teams. 66. Excuse me. It's it's wild. It's just, it's wild to think about. Let's uh, keep sending your text. 402-464-5685. Gus, we'll get to yours. Willie, we'll talk to you as well after the break. And any more that send in. I, I want to break down Nebraska's net rankings. It's going to kind of continue being Husker Hoop stuff. I, I want to talk about some uh, the, of their net rankings, their quad, their results from each quad <laughs> that they've played. Um, Nebraska characterized, I can tell you right now, as a quad four program. Nebraska is a quad four program. That should surprise nobody, um, given their record and and who they've played and who they've lost to, especially after Saturday. And then I want to talk bigger picture. Uh, Because like I said at the beginning of the show, the future of Nebraska basketball has kind of come into question in in recent days more than it was at the beginning of the season, obviously. And it's not going to be more of a... Calling for the head of Fred Hoiberg, I'm not doing that at all, because I'll, I'll be honest, I don't want to cover, I don't, I don't want to talk about a new coach in Nebraska. Um, I, I want Fred Hoiberg to be the coach, but Trev Alberts is kind of in a bind, and, and Sip had a really, really good article that that kind of a couple things stuck out to me in that one. So we'll talk about some of the things that Trev Alberts must con- must consider when deciding whether or not to make a change in the Nebraska men's basketball program. 402-464-5685. We'll do all that next. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.